Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans. Welcome back to Chapter 190, if you can believe that, 190 of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. Uh, and you know what? Today it's Joe in the pilot seat. Uh, usually we have the whole crew with us, but uh, tons of conflicts this week. So it's been an, an adventure, a Star Wars adventure here with the Rule the Galaxy podcast. But we are so honored and so blessed to have one of my favorite guys to have on as a guest here on Rule of the Galaxy, and that is Mr. Mark Newbold. Mark, it's been a long time. How are you doing, sir? I'm I'm very well. It has been a while, hasn't it? I lose I so lose track of time. I've got no concept of time anymore. I, I was brilliant as a kid. I'm terrible now. So yes, I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, life's getting busier and more hectic. Uh, I have a four-month-old grandson you know we just made it through the holidays um before the last you know the last time you and i spoke was before i went to italy for two weeks um it's 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 been a whirlwind of the last few months and uh you know and work let's face it work gets in the way of everything Mm -hmm. um so but yeah it's been a it's been a madhouse but you know what uh i'm still kicking so as long as i guess uh, i'm not i'm not an obituary page i guess i'm okay so (laughs) That's always a good good thing to wake up and not see your name in the obituaries. I think you're you're ahead of the curve there. I agree. I agree. So um, there are tons of things going on in the Star Wars universe, Star Wars world, what have you. But um, what what are some things you're working on? What are some things that you have on your pipeline that are keeping you busy these days in in Star Wars? Well, Fanta's always busy, so it's mm-hmm. always a, a, <laughs> a juggling act to try and keep that ticking over. As you can probably tell, I've got a cough and a cold, so I'm, I'm juggling with that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say the, mo- the main thing at the moment is, what are we, I don't know, 90 days, probably not even that from Celebration. Uh, and it's in London this year, which is not specifically my neck of the woods, but I suppose, you know, we're not the, I'm not that big a country, so I suppose it's fairly close. Um, so yeah, so it's it's prep and planning for Celebration. So not only for what Fantatrax is doing, which we're... This weekend, we've really got a motor and get things organized. And everyone, as you just said, life, you know, the team, one guy's just come back from a trip and he's absolutely washed out and tired. Another guy is working hard because he works in in accounts. And so it's the end of the tax year. So he's working hard and I'm chasing my tail because I do stock taking, which is a seasonal thing. And January is crazy busy. So we're all trying to sort of, it's ships passing in the night and we can't afford to be passing in the night at the moment. But um, not just... Not just what Fanta's doing, but also uh, Fanta's involved in some of the club stuff, the costuming club stuff as well. So, yeah, lots lots going on, but all good. Good, good. So, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, it's it's not in, you know, it's not like it's right down the street from you or anything like that. But how, how far is Celebration from, from where you live, you know, your domicile, things like that? Um, it sounds laughable when you live in the States and I've been plenty of times, so I know that things are so far apart. It's crazy. <laughs> and you've got you've got states bigger than our whole country, but we're pretty tightly packed for such a small Island, you know, mm-hmm. there's sort of 65 million of us on a pretty small Island. So yeah, London for, from door to door to get to the XL, probably two and a half hours. Okay. But you know, so it's not, it's not on the doorstep, but, uh, but then we don't go down to London every weekend. Are they saying that when conventions get up and running, it's quite often I can, I can be going down to the South coast or London on consecutive weekends. It's not unheard of, but um yeah, it's so I'm in Birmingham, so I'm in the middle of the country, or well, middle of England, I should say. So um, uh, then there's plenty going on there. But yeah, it's a bit of a distance, but yeah, we, we okay. just about make it work. Well, no, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. So that's um, somewhere between 
me in Cincinnati, me in Chicago, somewhere around there. So I, I get it. And you know what? If, if When Celebration was in Chicago, it was an easy hop, skip, and a jump up there. And, you know, no problem for me to go do that. So uh, I'll... I'll be happy for you that it's that close to you and you don't have to worry about international flights and everything else to go take care of it. Are there celebration was actually one of my notes that I wanted to talk to you about. Are there certain things and roles you have either for celebration or that Bantha tracks is setting up for the celebration or is it still hush hush and under, under secret lock and key? It's our main involvement hasn't been announced yet. Um, but okay. I will say we are involved and Fantatracks will be there. Um, <clears throat> for myself, I mean, in, in days past, I've done the podcast stage. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't heard yet whether I am or not. Um, uh, and I never want to jinx it. I do love doing it. It's fun. Um, so I'm not going to say anything on that because I don't want to jinx myself because you sure. never know. Um, but uh, but I'm sort of prepping for that myself, my own prep for that. So that if if they push the button on that, then I'm good to go. Uh, pretty quickly so fingers crossed for that one good uh, especially especially being here yeah especially being in the uk because the first time i did it was in london in 2016 so well and you just did it most recently in um anaheim yeah. correct yeah 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 so i didn't didn't uh what did i do now yeah i did chicago it was orlando i didn't do because i was out on a family holiday so it felt a bit bit cheeky to expect <laughs> the in-laws to let me disappear for four days and do all of that as well so i didn't do i didn't do orlando but um but yeah, the first one was London, which was a bit different. That was that was the Rebel Legion, the UK Rebel Legion, and the UK Garrison, which is the 501st, and Jedi News, who I was with back then, uh, yes. sort of working them all together. And I oversaw the stage, which was the costuming stage in the podcast stage. So it was a little bit different, whereas, uh, as I say, Chicago and uh, Anaheim was a dedicated podcast stage. Well, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's so weird to think about and how, like you said, losing all track of time uh here here we are in the beginning of 2023 uh yeah. we we have now been going um gosh we started rule of the galaxy in january of 2020 obviously pre-covid didn't know all that was going to hit but we you know our the, the last celebration we went to was the chicago 2019 we didn't get a chance to make it to anaheim uh so yeah talking about the things that have switched and turned and changed since then, we're you know now 190 episodes in, you know since since the last time we've even been to a celebration. So I'm I'm missing it. I wish I could be over there in in London for that one, but I'll, I'll have to cross my fingers and and hope that uh, the next one's either Orlando or back in Chicago again. LA's a little little far for me. You know, it's a five hour flight. So yeah. you know, and and doing that and and. Getting away is not the easiest thing, but I think I could. I think I could pull off uh, Orlando if, if that one turned around the next time. So, um, well, that's great. That's great. I'm glad you've got all that going. I look forward to all your coverage. I always love when you finish up. Uh, you know, all the all the interviews you've posted, all the quick snippets of just people you talk to in passing or on the stage. So, always good coverage. So, I'm looking forward to that on Bantha Tracks and, and excited for you uh, to have it that close by. Um, so that's going on. Are there any other cons, conventions, anything like that that you have 2023 on your radar? Yeah, there's there's a few actually. I mean, there's this farthest from, which is the vintage show that we're we're involved with or have been involved with. We go uh, uh, down to the south coast and uh, and cover that, which is great fun. Very small show, but incredible um, amount of stuff there, vintage stuff that comes there, and it's just a really great, especially for UK collectors. It's a really good venue to to get together. That's always a key one. That's on usually twice a year, sometimes three if it's a good if it's a good year, but you certainly two. Uh, and uh, also there is um, Echo Base, which is happening near us in Redditch, which isn't a million miles from me. It's about forty minutes drive, and that brings in people from all over Europe. That's that's crazy big. That's another collector's show. So and they have guests. I think Guy Henry's there this year. Oh. Um, I can't think who else is there now. There's the six six guests. Oh. Um, one of the old Palatoy guys is there. Um, there's a good bunch of guests for that one. And Styles Fan Fun Day, which is, um, when's that? That's May up in Blackburn, which is a couple of hours north. Uh, again, another fascinating show. That's one of the most friendly shows you could hope to get to. That's that's the one show I would say to most people outside of the UK, if you can get to this event, um, which is unlikely because of where it is. But if you could get there, that's the one I would say try and get to because it's so much fun. 
Uh, it's just fantastic fun. So yeah, there's, and, and then there's your regular big stuff like MCMs, which is repop. Uh, they put on a couple of couple of three shows a year in London and Birmingham. So there's the MCM shows, Showmasters with uh, Kleptomania, um, and and loads of other stuff. I mean, when when we really get up and running, um, being a new site as well, oh, there's yeah. not not many weekends that we're not at, at something. You know, either myself or other members of the team. Well, I mean, it does sound like you're busy. 2023 is going to be, uh, uh, you know, you're chasing your tail there. We, oh, yeah. w- with us not going to celebration, it's a little less, but we've been um, every every uh, year we've been going to the Great Ohio Toy Show, which, you know, even even for someone like you, if you're ever here at the right time, the Great Ohio Toy Show, you know, we have um, we have fairgrounds where we hold, yeah. you know, we hold state fairs, county fairs, things like that. And, you know, big, big, huge barns. Um, and, and this Great Ohio Toy Show is, I think, seven uh, basically large barns slash buildings of wow. nothing but toys. And it's all, oh. it's pretty much mostly vintage. It's every, every genre and fandom you could think of. But I tell you what, we've been going, the Rule of the Galaxy crew, and doing even some shows from there um, for the past few years and it is outstanding it gets everybody excited whether we're you know looking for that one little character we can't find or seeing some exclusive that was difficult to find uh yeah. you know it, it's been wonderful and then you know last year prepping for my grandson showing up i, I bought up you, you know those little uh chubby uh star wars yeah. and marvel and dc guys yeah i i, I bought a closet full of those things i've got <laughs> I've got all those ready when he's ready to go because, you know, you're not sure with a toddler if you want to give them the three and three quarter, the little hard plastic regular characters. But those guys, a little more squeeze and give to them. Yeah, uh, they, can, they can have that fun with them. So that's one we're really looking forward to. Um, and then the um, ICC Con, which we attended last year in Nashville, Tennessee, it's it's coming up again this year in May. And uh, let's wait real quick. Great Ohio Toy Show is in March. Yeah, and then uh, the ICC Con, hosted by Michael Havens um, and their group down there, it's fantastic. Last year, they had Anthony Daniels, Matt Lanter, um, Ashley Eckstein, uh, just so many people that you could, I, I was like in disbelief that these big stars were actually showing up to a toy, you know, basically a toy convention in, in Nashville, Tennessee, but it was awesome. And, and, you know, we got a chance to meet some of those people <laughs> and listen to them speak. And it was, it was just incredible. So that's on our agenda. And again, like I said, hoping for future celebrations a little bit closer, but uh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad we're, we're both going to keep busy. Um, speaking of uh, British things and, and UK things, I, I know I sent this to you on, on Twitter and I'll put it up on the screen for those watching <laughs> on, on yeah. uh, YouTube. Uh, I had never seen you you'd talked about those on Fanta Tracks quite a bit, and and I think we'd even discussed them before on our show. Star Wars Weeklies. This was Crisis on the Millennium Falcon from 1979, uh, Marvel Star Wars Weekly, and uh, Mr. Scott Rifen, one of the guests of the show, and just a great guy and a good friend. He sent that to me. Uh, he's a big comic collector, and and I knew right away. I was like, I have to show Mark Newbold this. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's my first one, but now you know what it does. It lights that fire to say, totally. I wonder how many more of these I could find, right? Well, there's <laughs> quite a few of them out there. There's quite a few. I, I, I did articles on StarWars.com about the first 12 issues, which I would have happily carried on, but I think they said 12 is enough, uh, which is fair enough. Uh, and, I, and I went into real detail, not just about the the story, because we all know the story. The story is what you got in, in the monthlies. It's all the backup strips and it's all the adverts, which are very UK centric um, and, uh, you know, we have unique covers and, you know, oh, they were fascinating. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was great. When I, he, Scott had told me, hey, I got a, a, a holiday droid for you at Galaxy's Edge. I said, great. He said, I'll mail it up to you. And I opened the box and this was in there with it. It was an extra surprise. So, um, but yeah, I think, um for for Star Wars fans who like the comics, I think this is just another avenue to add more to your collection, right? Another thing okay. for you to chase down. So, uh, but I was really excited, and uh, I'm I'm sure you have this many times this this episode many times over, correct? Probably in your collection. I, I do I do own it. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, but it's a joy. It's it's like like anything. Like 
I mean, a lot of UK collectors ended up getting the American monthlies because they were fairly ubiquitous and comic shops were, were huge over here as well. So they were easy, easy enough to get hold of. But right. for an American collector to get the weeklies will be a lot trickier. <laughs> but then here, when you go to a show, like I mentioned Echo Base and I mentioned Farthest From, especially Farthest From, you'll find boxes of those, you know, and they're a couple of quid a couple of quid an issue. Earlier issues are, are more expensive, but then yeah. I think Star Wars ran for about, I'm, I'm, I'll get shot for being wrong, but I'm pretty sure Star Wars ran for about 120 issues. Then it went to Empire Weekly. Then it went to Empire Monthly. Then it went to Star Wars Monthly. Wow. Then it stopped on issue 170, I think. And then Jedi started uh, as a weekly. And I had my first ever printed anything was in issue 11. I had a letter printed in issue 11 of Turn the Jedi Weekly. And then that ran for about 150 issues, give or take, uh, until uh, Star Wars was relegated to backup strip status. It ended up in the back of Spider-Man Zoids, I think, if I remember. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Zoids. Anybody remember Zoids? I, I, I remember the name, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. I've heard the name before. So yeah. uh, I guess that's that's better that, that as nerdy as I am that I've at least heard of it. So <laughs> um so yeah, so that's great. Um I, you know, we haven't talked about a lot of different topics. Like I said, it's been since uh September, I think, since the last you and I yeah. spoke. Um how have you have you been keeping along with the new series of Bad Batch? Um, I'm sure you probably have uh, listening to your show. Uh, what have you thought of the first five episodes? Um, I'll throw in a quick side note. Uh, I thought episode three of this season was fantastic Star Wars. Um, I believe it's episode three. Yes, episode three. Um, and and then we have a few get few hosts on our show, uh, D Doc, Alfie uh nick who have youngsters you know kids who are three to five to whatever and they absolutely loved episode four and episode five because of the color the action the you know that saturday morning cartoon kind of feel so overall how how have you been with it and and what are some of your thoughts on on uh bad batch season two i'm loving it I, i like bad batch because it can do what it did with those first two episodes, the, the sort of the two-part. It was quite mm-hmm. quite serious and, and uh, you know, weighty. And then that third episode, I think most people who've seen it would agree, that's sort of... To- I think we've been very lucky lately because I thought Tales of the Jedi had a couple of phenomenal episodes, especially the, yes. the Yaddle one. I personally said that was that's top 10 all-time Star Wars animation episode. And Great I think episode. that episode, Solitary Clone, was was right up there because it was... I mean, Joel Aaron from Lucasfilm is, is very regular at posting stuff and, and, and stuff online, always talks about because that's his thing, is the lighting. But it, it's got to be said, the lighting is phenomenal. It really was crazy this week in Entombed. But but in Solitary Clone, it just adds such a mood to it. you know. And, and the, the models are fantastic anyway, and the, the style and the, the paintbrush style just looks so good. Um, but last week's episode, Faster, was just so much fun. It was fun. You know, yes, loved that. Just thought that was brilliant. And and, and as, as a concept, the riot racing. I just thought that's. I, I hope we see more of that. Somebody online said, um, you know, why aren't they doing a bad batch game? Sort of a free roam bad batch game. Just go from planet to planet. You know, one planet you do an archaeology, another planet you do a a hit. At, you know, a, right. a raid rather, or you know, different things. You could really make it special, and you're just going around making money for Sid. You know, it's there to be made. It's totally there to be made. And right. then you see the riot racing stuff, and it's like, do you remember Star Wars Demolition on PS One? I don't. I've, just, I've never been a, a gamer. I've never played hardly any games whatsoever my entire life. So, it was no. it was bonk. I didn't play it much either. Cause I wasn't I wasn't much of a gamer, but I did play it. It was just this bonkers sort of car crash, you know, like, like a Mario <laughs> type thing. It was nuts. And and straight away, my first thought was, why don't they just bring Star Wars Demolition back, but do it like Riot Racers? Because it was a bit like, um, well, Star Wars Episode One Racer with the pods. It just had that crash bang wallet feel about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've really, really Fine. enjoyed Bad Batch. You know, the performances are so good. Dee's just awesome. Michelle Ang is awesome. You know, I think the voice work in that show was just, just bang on. Just brilliant. Like season seven of The Clone Wars felt like a real step up in performance for everyone. It, yes. it was like, we're not, I, I, I asked this of D in a round table and I don't think he quite got what I meant. And he gave a perfectly great answer, but it wasn't really what I was asking. But my, my question was, was obviously the visuals now are so good 
you know, you compare the visuals to oh. you know, 2022, 23 to the visuals of 2008 when they started off the Clone Wars. And don't get me wrong, they were great visuals then. But really, the progression has been fantastic, you know, through Rebels and everything else. Um, you know, do, does that affect your or does that alter your vocal performance? Because when you started off, you're right. clearly voicing animation, but the animation now is so good. It feels so much more cinematic. It feels waggling the air quotes, feels so much more real. You know, so right. does that affect the performance? And he gave a great answer. So, no, no, no. It, you know, it, it, it's this and it's that. But um, I just think, I just think they're doing a great job. So I've really enjoyed Bad Batch. I like all the characters, that which helps. Well, I do too. And and let's face it, uh, you know, one of our guys, I think it was D Doc, said, you know, it would be or Nick, it would be so hard to come back from that great episode three and try to hit another banger right mm. there in a row. Right? It's it's like let's go to some really deep stuff, some hardcore stuff that that is a little darker, a little more power behind it. And then let's go have fun for a few episodes. And and these were adventures. They were, you know, one was, you know, bringing you back to episode one and the pod races. One, you know, one was bringing you more to an Indi This episode really, for me, was an Indiana Jones feel. Oh, um, yeah, it had not only Indiana Jones feel, but it had um, um, the fifth element. I I saw the fifth element kind of signs in the stones that they were mm. moving around in the in the you know the what is that, the puzzle she was putting yeah. together. Um, but it but it really felt. And then I don't know if you caught this or not, uh, but when they were moving something, how how um, Omega was doing her hands kind of yes. like in the like, Indiana Jones scene when he's moving the idol. Sapito, yeah, in yeah. the Star Raiders, yeah. That's exact. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, well, that is reckoning yeah. to that right there." Totally. Um, but I mean, look, Star Wars isn't going to have the passionate, uh, excited fans twenty years from now if they don't have these kind of episodes mm -hmm. where these three, five, seven-year-olds are going, "This hits, right? This yeah. is what I'm excited about." They want to watch it again. You know, like I can watch an episode like this and go, "Okay, I, I get, I get where they're going with it, and it was fun." But it's not something where I'm like, I have to go watch that one again. But the five-year-old is going, I'm ready to watch that adventure again. I'm ready to watch the riot races again. So um, yeah. so I, I think that's great. And I think that's a good way for animation. Animation doesn't have to be adult, dark, strong every time. It's good to mix, weave some of that in there. But I like that it's it's giving the kids something that they want that will bring them in be their entry point into star wars so i agree with that and, and it's funny that you picked up that weekly issue earlier because when we were kids i mean you had the monthlies the uk had weeklies so every wednesday you'd put down i don't know how much issue 60 which whatever that was but it was 10p and i guess it was yep. about 12p by then <clears throat> they put down your, your 10p which was pretty much a week's pocket money it's either that or a or 10 penny mix which was 20 sweets and you just read and read and read that comic again and again and again. And not just, I can't remember what the backup strip would have been at that, that, at that point. Maybe Guardians, I'm not sure. But, you know, it was there was lots of things in there that you just read the story again. And we got beyond the film by that point. So, you know, there was a lot of things that you could dive into. And kids now can just sit down and put Disney Plus on. Oh, yeah. In the same way that we would read and endlessly reread comics like that and uh and just enjoy it it's it's fantastic and you're right it is it's got to be something engaging to bring those kids you know from in that demographic that we were when the first ones came out uh it will totally grab them this is um stanley tales of the watcher oh tales what, of the watcher yeah yeah what if world war ii had been fought in outer space wow yeah there was always a tales of the watcher in there that's true that's um I'm just seeing we had a lot. Of, it was a lot of like the old Joe Sinner, early Joe Kirby, uh, Jack Kirby stuff, and mm -hmm. you know, real sort of classic early '60s Marvel. The other was the Micronauts. Oh yeah, yeah, Michael Golden, yeah, yeah. So there we go. I heck, opening that up and seeing that—that's it's like going through a time warp right there. Um, well, I noticed in there the advert for Battlestar Galactica. They, they we had that on the big screen, so you know, it was a movie for us. So. You know, they, they went mad and tried to, uh, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know, catch that Star Wars wave, which was like motion picture, black hole, you know, all that stuff. Flash Gordon, yeah. Buck Rogers, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I, come on, you and I are the same age. We got to grow up on all that 
extra non-Star Wars, Star Wars stuff, right? Exactly that. Exactly um, that. And and let's face it, it was a great time to it's a great time to be alive when you're like, I can't get Star Wars, but every three years or in a comic book. So why not fill it with those shows right there? Yes. You know, Tron, Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers, uh, yeah. Flash Gordon, um, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, but that, yeah. that's good. That's good stuff. I'm sure there's Space 1999. When was Space yeah. 1999? I forget that. Oh, that was, was that was before Star Wars. A lot, yeah. a lot of the Star Wars actors, like Richard Parmentier and folks like that, they turned up in Space 1999. It was, I mean, Michael Lando, uh, Michael Lando, um, or Martin Lando, rather, yeah, um, <clears throat> was the big lead in that. Um, which I, I always thought they must have spent most of the money on him because he was a big name. <laughs> um, but it was my, it was Jerry Anderson, so the visuals were for the time were good, and um, yeah, that was that was a pretty big show. They got a couple of seasons out of it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, like I said, great time to have all that stuff, and and yeah, I mean, I'm excited as I'll get out to sit there, and I'm going to go look through this Star Wars Weekly and and. Remember being a uh, eight-year-old kid again, reading through it. So you'll get hooked. I promise you. You'll you'll want to find the next one, <laughs> even though you know what you've probably got the stories in your collection. When you read it on that pulpy old paper, it makes all the difference. It really oh, does. Gosh, I know. Um, so one one thing that happened that we since we've spoken uh, outside of Bad Batch was uh, the release of the Mandalorian season three trailer. Um, you know, I know on our show we did. What was it? A minute and a half, minute and forty seconds, and we did over an hour discussing all the points of it. Uh, this is a show that I think universally everyone is excited about. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure there's a, a fan base, whether you're a prequel fan base, original trilogy, a sequel trilogy, uh, just a Grogu fan, um, because I know there are some people who are like, "Hey, if Grogu's in it, I'm going to watch it." But it feels like it's got it's captivated all star Wars fans in this, in this uh, series. Yeah, totally agree. It's, <clears throat> it feels like the one unifier, if, if that makes any oh, sense. 100%. I think I've called it that. Yes. Yeah. If I think people from either sides of the last Jedi divide, if that's still a thing, I'm saying that if there is, it is sadly, but you know, I think both sides would, would go Well, My favorite star Wars thing was, this and the Mandalorian, or this and the Mandalorian, it, it does seem to grab everyone because it, it's it's very much its own thing. I mean, it's not. It's it's what Boba Fett would have been if they hadn't right. have made it. But, you know, they can't get away from that, which is why they had to pivot for Book of Boba Fett. But but it's done so well. It's been done so well. The visuals in that trailer look phenomenal. I mean, it's never it's never looked cheap anyway. I know a lot of us. You think we're smart by spotting the join at the bottom of the of the uh, the stagecraft sc screen and stuff, but nevertheless, it, it's it's brilliantly done. But that just looks absolutely lush. It doesn't give a lot away. I mean, I think all really we could pick, and I like that. I think all we could really pick out was Mando's going back to to Mandalore to try and reclaim his honor, essentially. You know, and right. that's that's a that's a good quest. The one question we did have when me and Mark talked about it on making tracks was. <clears throat> for folks who haven't seen because there there is now and, and there increasingly will be a requirement not just a it would be kind of cool if but you kind of need to requirement to watch as much of star wars as possible and some people will have just watched the mandalorian and seen the book of boba fett and gone yeah not bothered about that i just look like a mando knockoff and i'm right. not fussed i'm not fussed about that and won't know i mean Social media means they probably will, but but may not know that when you start off season three of The Mandalorian, that it's all this time later, that 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 unless we get a flashback, which I kind of hope we do, we may not go back to that scene at the end of season two. What did Mando do next? What happened with the dark saber? Right. Where's Cara Dune? You know, did she step into a silent <laughs> pit? What happened? You know, um, because you know Grogu and Mando are reunited as yeah. we saw in Book of Boba Fett. So, so it's it's whether or not people will. I mean, pe I think people will, but you know, some people may go. Hang on, last time I watched his show, he was being taken away by Luke Skywalker. What's he doing with him now? What happened? So, there, there is a little element of that. Um, but but other than but, but for us, I mean, it's it's all great. Oh, yeah. We're watching everything, so it doesn't matter to us one iota. It's it's for the other ninety nine percent of people who watch it who aren't uh, podcasters and, you know, <laughs> nut jobs like us. 
Uh, no, I agree. I think that's Alfie brought it up and said the exact same thing. And he said, look, there are going to be how many people who are going to say when when we left Mando, he had just handed Grogu over to Luke. What's going on? What happened? And yeah. you know, they're, they're probably going to have to do a quick, you know, two or three minute catch up like they did before Obi-Wan Kenobi, like they did before yeah. the Kenobi series, where they kind of ran through the entire prequels in a two or three minutes. Boom. Now we're going to start Kenobi. They're they're probably going to have to do a recap on what's happened since, uh, you know, Mando or yeah, Mando season two, because one thing, there are, there are going to people. Though, one thing we said though, you saying that is a good point. Is 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 that when you have exposition in, I don't want to get your opinion on this as well. Actually, I'd be interested to see what you think. When you have yeah. exposition in Star Wars, because there's so much of it, there's so much exposition that quite often <clears throat> it would be very easy to pick a character or pick a planet or pick something that was seen in, I don't know, that issue of Star Wars Weekly that you've got in your hands from 1979. And and they could fold things in. And for a casual viewer who's never watched Star Wars, or rather has watched it, but isn't sort of ingrained yeah. in the day-to-day like we are, would just go, oh, that's so-and-so. It might as well have been made up the minute before they filmed it. But to us... Somebody somewhere will do the, the Wikipedia search and go, yep. my goodness, that guy was first at shown in issue 40 of Star Wars <laughs> Monthly from 1979. And the point is, is that the exposition, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really matter whether it's literally made up for the episode or it comes from somewhere years and years ago. But for us, who are sort of like we are now talking about it, both doing our podcasts and, and out on social media, I, I love that that there's these little callbacks because Star Wars is what, 46 years old this year? Yeah. Yeah. 40. Yeah. 46. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Too old. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But no, you're, you're exactly right. Because even as silly as it sounds, I I was watching bad batch and I'm looking going, I'm looking in the sides and backgrounds going, does any of this go back to an old book, an old comic? Does any of this go back to an old video game? You know, um, and, and I think that's just how we're kind of trained to do that now. But you're right. The casual fans like, yeah, OK. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. if you remember how great was it when we saw Empire Strikes Back and Han says, well, the bounty hunter, bounty hunter on Ord Mantel changed my mind, you know, yeah. or I mean, we're sitting there going, what? What bounty hunter? When? Where's Ord Mantel? You know, how? Yeah. You know, and and but saying that Bad Batch brings Lord Mantel back into their group, so yeah. Yeah. um, so I think you know Nick Nick brought it up on my podcast and said that his dad is a Star Wars movie fan, and he'll go see every Star Wars movie there is, and he's excited about that, and that just fills him with all the Star Wars he needs, right? Yeah, but he doesn't watch everything on Disney plus and he doesn't read the books. He doesn't read the comics and he's perfectly happy yeah. with that. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess there is, it's, it's your approach, right? I mean, you brought it up to me a long time ago. One of our first conversations, we talked about the impact that the Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy played on star Wars society. Yeah. And, and then we talked about high Republic and how, I can't remember what term you said, but the the release of High Republic and its sales compared to Thrawn and that sales was like, I can't remember. I think you said like a duck's fart or something like that. It was like versus a nuclear bomb or something. It was very funny. So I apologize that I butchered it. I think think my phrase was a popcorn fart next to a nuclear bomb. I think that might have been it. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, but, but for people like us, those things were meaningful to people who just watch the movies does it even mean a hill of beans right i mean is it does it make a difference on that so yeah you're right the analogy i thought of recently was a friend of mine who i work with this isn't about star wars it's about marvel we were talking about the next guy that's going to play wolverine Mm -hmm. and i said well i really hope that whoever they pick is you know five foot four the short guy wolvie is a short guy right yeah exactly he's an angry little short guy I says, uh, not, you know, Hugh Jackman, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade him for anyone. He's amazing, but he's about a foot too tall to play Wolvie. And, <laughs> and they knew that at the time. I mean, they were looking at like, you know, Bob Hoskins, Danny DeVito kind of guys. And my friend said, 
Well, I've never read a comic in my life because as far as I'm concerned, they're films. He says, and 99% of people will see a little short guy playing Wolverine and go, what the heck is that? So, and I thought, and at first I was a bit like, no, what are you on about? And I got a bit defensive and then I kind of walked away and came back to work the next day. And so I've been thinking about what you said grudgingly. I mean, you, you know, you're actually right. I, I hate it, but you're right. Yeah. I'd never thought of it that way. And it's not a gatekeeper thing. It's like, you want the, you want the comics to be as accurate or rather you want the movies and TV to be as accurate to the comics as you can comfortably make them. Right. But in this instance, now you've got to say that, that even though they've never changed Wolvie's height in the comics and he's still the short guy, that, that, that in this instance, globally, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine trumps the car, the, yeah. the comic Wolverine every day, doesn't it? It, it? it is very hard to think about it, looking at how much the MCU has changed the view of superheroes, right? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, these people, Chris Evans is most people's, you know, Captain America, you know, there's how many people with either Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield or, you know, uh, what's Tom, the, Holland. Tom yeah. Holland, right? Each one has their own Spider-Man, right? Well, yeah. in yeah. <clears throat> for us, it's Peter Parker and he's in a comic book, right? Yep. I mean, yep. all these people are playing the role and that's fine, but, you know, it's still just one character to someone who grew up with that and so forth. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think it really goes to show how much movies outweigh what we're watching on Disney plus and what we're reading in books and what we're watching in com or reading in comics. And, mm -hmm. and that's something I'll go back to is I'm really excited. And I think it's great for real, real deep star Wars fans to have Disney plus for us to have this variety and have things coming up like the skeleton crew and the acolyte and Ahsoka yeah. and all those things. It's going to be wonderful but I still will go back and say Star Wars is a movie franchise. It's a mm. it's it's a movie franchise, and all these extras are for the people who are over the top like us. All these extras aren't for Joe Blow from Kokomo because he just shows up at the movies once you know once a month, yeah. watches a movie, and goes home. Um, so I really wish they'd get back to the movie world because mm. I think it would then help us help Star Wars recapture some of that luster that that maybe yes. has faded recently. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, well, I'd like to think, I don't know, obviously I don't know, but I'd like to think that there'll be some kind of announcement or celebration. It's the place they make these announcements. So I would, I wouldn't be surprised if, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think we've heard that Favreau's writing season four of Mando, so they'll, they'll make that official. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they announced that if he's there, that, that Ewan McGregor's doing a second season of Obi-Wan Kenobi, that wouldn't surprise me. Um and certain things like that. I wouldn't be at all surprised if there was additional unannounced things at Celebration, although, and especially because I don't think it's a D23 year, so I don't think that's uh, an avenue that they'll go down, but of course they're San Diego. But, mm -hmm. but you'd like to think they would do it at Celebration, uh, and, and an international one as well, you know, essentially an international celebration, so it's a good place to to spread the word out globally and certainly across the rest of Europe. Um but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, if I mean, Daisy's been talking about, hey, if they phone me, I'm a working actor, so I'll come <laughs> back, you know, uh, if they make, announce something about that. Um, sure. if, if, like you said, in the movies, there's, you know, um, well, we've got John Watts doing Skeleton Crew was just in the Spidey films. But we've got Tyker's supposed to have a, uh, something on the go. Damon Lindelof is to have something on the go. We've been hearing about Kevin Feige forever and a day has something on the go. So I'd like to think we'll hear something. As would I. I think, I know Disney... <clears throat> or Lucas and Disney and Marvel all released uh, something where 2025 and 2027 were the next movies. Yeah. that That's fine. I mean, let, let's go with a plan. Um, but, but yeah, it would be great for them to say, okay, you know what's coming on Disney plus you see the, what we were doing there, but now let's go back to the tent pole, which is the movies. And here's what we've got working on. And, and I'm okay with it being anything. I mean, I'm not a sequel trilogy lover it's it's something that i enjoy because it's part of star wars but there are things that weren't my favorite but if they even came out and said hey daisy's going to be leading a new jedi, jedi academy and, yeah. and and finn's going to come on and get some training and and yep. the uh, janna is going to come on and you know she she was getting some force sensitivity as well and great let's go mm -hmm. let's move forward with that right i mean um let just give me something to look forward to. I, I'm yes. I'm I'm excited about the shows 
that are on Disney Plus. I think all of them are great. We we talked about it. They could have they could say, okay, that's all we're gonna do for Kenobi, or hey, we found the right way to make that next step. And you've yeah. talked about it before, you know, um, that if if it, the story makes sense, go ahead and make it. Um, but great if there's a Kenobi second season you know, Obi-Wan and Luke are my two favorite characters go with it I'll, I'll take it uh, if it means he gets to see Luke a little bit older and a little bit taller and you know prepping and planning and all that I'm all for it but yeah I, I think they've got a good plan there's still things from what the when when was that original um, that original big shebang with Kathleen Kennedy where she put oh, all wow. the lists that, that was about three years ago yeah I mean, I mean, it was and, Lando, Lando on there, Droid Tales was on exactly. there. Yeah. That's where I was going next is those have not even been put together, right? I mean, those yeah. aren't even out there yet. So here it is all this time, and we haven't even seen those. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to keep seeing that. I really wanted the Lando one. I thought that would have been a really cool series. I hope it yeah. still happens. The Droids, I can't remember. Was it going to be an animated where i believe so yeah where, where uh luke and art or i'm sorry art two and 3po were kind of telling the story uh and and there was going to be about some other droids i it's been such a long time i can't remember but um <laughs> i've actually on disney plus i know you've probably done some of this too i've gone back and watched some of the old ewoks and droids uh just just to rekindle what it was like from yeah. you know eight 1985 and uh wow talk about walking into a uh just a, a time machine right there that's crazy yeah. so um with with the we we know we've got mando coming next march 1st i think is going to be a great day because we're going to have bad batch and mando release on the same day correct um, right, yeah. um after that i think we're assuming ahsoka yeah and then I, i'm hearing rumors back and forth skeleton crew either at the end of the year or now getting pushed back to 2024 because of some some uh, like production things or issues that came up. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, both of those shows, uh, Alfie calls it the the making of the Star Wars um, Avengers, bringing all these things together and these storylines intertwining. Whether it's uh, Book of Boba Fett, Mando, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, I, I'm excited about all those. I think they're all going to be really really good. I'm I'm bad enough that I'm letting myself see some spoilers. I never do that, but the Ahsoka one, hearing some different things that could go on in there, wow, would just be incredible. I think that storyline is really going some places. So what are your thoughts on both of those series right there? Um, <clears throat> Ahsoka, I'm really curious about because obviously, um, uh, Filoni is most closely associated with that character and and was there from sort of day one when. Uh, you know, George kind of came up with the concept of a character. I think it was Ashla, she was called originally. Yes. And then you know, they worked on it and tweaked it and changed it and took away. They took her. And so the fans of, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think slightly going into, you mentioned of the sequel trilogy, I think in the sequel trilogy, if it had been better thought out and better planned, it would have been much more beloved, the characters with that. Yeah. That it wasn't, that it was kind of made as three separate films that hopefully hang together. Like Star Wars Empire and Jedi, you know, he kind of did them on the fly to right. a large degree. Uh, the sequel, uh, the prequels rather, was so much more thought through because they had to hit waypoints. The sequel trilogy should have been done like that, and I think I think they all know that that was a mistake. It's something you hear quite commonly now from people. Um, I think with Ahsoka as a character, leading into this live-action show, you can look back and go, there's Snips and Sky Guy. There's the annoying 14-year-old mm -hmm. yeah, kid who's going to be up in the grill all the time and she's prodigious and she's talented and kind of knows it but you watch her learn and you watch her literally earn her stripes to the point where Obi-Wan and Anakin you know she's a part of the team she's not just she's always the Padawan but she's not just the Padawan you know her opinion matters they can trust her with things she's a steady old head and so you learn you watch her learn her you know, her skills and stuff to the point where she leaves in the wrong Jedi and walks away. And then we have the whole rebels thing, which is obviously much further on. And to now where she's basically Gandalf, you know, but it, but it's, <laughs> but it's earned, you know, a lot of it feels earned. I think the fans have yeah. gone on this journey with the character because you go from where she started off as, as a character that I would say a lot of people, apart from kids of her age, you know, back then would go, oh, wow. You know, we're going to cool female character in Star Wars. And this is really cool. 
everybody else was like, oh my goodness, she's so annoying. And then you watched her and watched her and she grew and she grew and things she said made sense and things she did made sense. And and you watch the characters around her kind of go, she's she's got something here, you know, and mm-hmm. and she so she earned it in the viewers' hearts. She earned the adulate, adulation and love that she gets. So to come all the way up to now, where Filoni, I don't know how many episodes are in um, Ahsoka. I'm guessing, I'm guessing probably eight, like Mando, but I could be wrong. <coughs> you know, it must be quite a responsibility for him because yeah. one, it's 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 not his character, but it's the character you associate with him the most. So one, he's going to want to do right by the character, and secondly, it's 2023 and the world is so judgmental. And if he puts one foot wrong, and now he knows how George felt. If he oh, puts yeah. one foot wrong, one foot wrong, if he does one thing wrong with the character, if he casts the wrong person, if anything is not completely as people want it, he'll get absolutely piled on. So I think there's a pressure for him there. I think the smart ones of us watching it will just let it come to us. And I mean, we always talk about, we do reaction chats and when we'll talk about oh, the yeah. episode, then what, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen next week? And 99% of what we hope is going to happen or think is going to happen is completely wrong. But that's kind of part of the fun of it, yeah. um, you know. But I think I think that show could be very special if it's done correctly. And Skeleton Crew with Jude Law, I don't remember ever seeing a Jude Law in anything not not at least really good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that's going to work. It's in the same era, uh, you know. They said uh, you know Goonies was the touchstone. I think they mentioned for the the performances that that like 80s kid performances super eight did it really well about 10 12 years ago with jj and so it can be done so i think if they if they go for that vibe and don't make the kids too um i was gonna say annoying that's really unfair but you know if you cast the right kid vivian lyra blair playing layer in obi-wan was just perfect Mm -hmm. she was just brilliant we had her on um making tracks quite recently and she was wonderful and so if you get the right person in the right role at the right age it works a treat if you get it wrong you just it's like nails down a chalkboard so if they cast the kids well then it could be very special and i think it's exactly what you said with the exciting and kinetic episodes of the Bad Batch of the things that kids will remember and hook them into Star Wars, Skeleton Crew's got the best chance of everything to really bring another demographic into Star Wars to care. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hope again. I, I always talk about entry points into Star Wars, and, mm. and entry points really matter with what your age is and what's available at that time, yeah. and, and what's out there for you to consume. And you're right. Uh, Bad Batch is doing its job for a certain thing. And heck, we haven't even talked about it. There's even for like preschool kids now, they're going to have, what was it? The Young Jedi Adventures or something like that. Um, I forgot about that. That's this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, if you're hitting on all the right points, you're going to have a long-term fan base. Even when old guys like you and I have kicked off to wherever we're going to go. The old space is home. That's right. The old space is home. But I mean, there's only so much we can do as Star Wars fans, right? I mean, yeah. the 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 45 to 55 year old guys can only stick around so long and be the major contributor to the fan base. You've got to have this group that's going to grow up with it. And and I'm I'm really excited. We did a whole show. We did a whole show just recently called Daddy Issues because <laughs> because some of the guys in the in the um the group had let their kids watch um Revenge of the Sith, or uh, they'd let him see, see scenes from Jedi Fallen Order that, you know, Revenge of the Sith is a little hardcore for a yeah. younger kid, right? And yeah. and so we were talking about, gosh, are we going to have to put our kids in therapy because <laughs> because they <laughs> saw something like this? You know, fortunately, my kid, when he was little, he was the perfect age where it came out the special edition right when he was able to really consume and then right into the prequels. So it was just a perfect timing for him. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I'm, I'm liking the direction they're going in a lot of things. Let, let's face it. The major divide happened because of one movie um, with a little follow-up going into solo, but last Jedi and solo where, where that is where a lot of fans just kind of, it crumbled and there was that divide, like in the end of force awakens where Kylo was on one side and, and, uh, uh, Ray was on the other, right? And and yeah. I want it to rebuild. I want it to rebuild. I want, as you mentioned earlier, I want Mandalorian to be the great unifier that helps us all say, let's move forward and hope that these stories build into what 
you know, what they can be and not not keep dividing everybody. Um, I, I think there's a lot of good out there, a lot more good than there is bad. And I'm willing to say, hey, as a 51-year-old guy, I will watch all of Bad Batch. And yeah, I might put up with a couple Saturday morning cartoon kid-style episodes if it's going to give me more episodes here or there. They're like episode three or like when they went back to Camino and things like that. I'll take the mix because I think it's fun. And, and with me having a grandson that's four months old, I get to look forward to showing him all these things. So Totally. Exciting. Yeah. Very That's exciting. the good thing about Star Wars, though, isn't it? On a, on a massive, wider level, is that you can have the romance, and you can have mm -hmm. the action, you can have the political intrigue, you can have episodes of the week like Bad Batch has done for the last couple of weeks, and they're just so much fun, and, you know, because they've they've nailed the characters, so you'll, you'll follow those guys anywhere. And right now I'm thinking... I'd kind of like to see them team up with this lady and go off and do archaeology type <laughs> stuff. You know, I know we've got Dr. Afro, who's the archaeologist, but, you know, it kind of, it would kind of work. And I think yeah. it'd be a fun thing to do. So, um, yeah, Star Wars can do that better than the most things, I would say. I agree. Um, before we, I, I want to keep it short. I took time out of your busy day and, and I'm, I'm zooming out of my busy day here to to have this, you know, to have us get together. And I always love to hear your chats and the things you bring to the table. Are there topics that are sitting right there that you're thinking, man, here's something that's going on, or here's something that I've seen or heard or read recently that really stand out at the forefront of what you're thinking about Star Wars right now? Because I've kind of dominated and thrown topics out there. I would love to hear if there's things that, that are uh, striking to you. I'm really enjoying the comics at the moment. Um, I haven't read any books for a little while. I, I know there's a good bunch of books coming over the next couple of three months. Um, I'm looking forward to, to getting back into that, but I'm really enjoying the whole Republic phase two stuff, which has okay. stepped it back another <clears throat> another century or so. That's been really fun. The Blade I've just got started on, uh, which was issue one was fun, but the ongoing Kevin Scott whole Republic issues have been really good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to reading more of the Dark Horse um, Horror Public Adventures, so that's been good. But I've got to say at the moment, when the ongoing Star Wars Monthly has been very high quality for a long time, and Vader has really hit its stride, uh, not that it's ever dipped particularly, but right now the whole Handmaiden stuff is really interesting. So that's a whole sort of facet of, of the Star Wars story on its own just there that's that's really interesting. But Bounty Hunters is consistently fun. It's got a 90s vibe. I met Ethan Sachs at New York Comic Con. I was I, I met Alyssa Wong, so we interviewed Alyssa Wong, and there was this fella stood next to me in a mask, and I, he was standing quite close, and I didn't know him. And I, was, I was almost like, excuse me, excuse me, you're a bit too close. And then he sort of looked at me, and I looked, I thought, hang on. And I went, are you? Are you Ethan Sachs? And he went, yeah, because I, I, I follow Jedi. Um, not Jedi News. I follow Fanta Tracks. I really like Fanta Tracks. Oh, thank you very much. That was very nice. So we did a little interview with him as well, which was quite kind of fun. But but Bounty Hunters, is, it's just got that 90s style, energetic, sort of smash bang wallop stuff. But there's like loads of plot going on in the background. But the, I would say of all the ones that's really surprised, not surprising, that's patronizing, that's really um, kind of caught me out in a way, was Dr. Afra. That was always kind of there. Mm -hmm. She's an interesting character. And she's a little bit like earlier Soko. Sometimes I think she's fascinating, and sometimes I think she's annoying. <laughs> but but now the supporting cast is so interesting. This Spark Eternal storyline has become so integral to the Hidden Empire stuff and and all the other sort of storylines around it that I I I make a good argument for saying right now the most important Star Wars comic is Doctor Aphra, not wow. just because of the character, because at the moment she's kind of been taken over by this Spark Eternal thing that's within her. Um, just as a, as a keystone comic for everything that's going around it. So at the moment, I think the comics are where it's at for me at the moment. I'm really enjoying Good. it. There's not one comic that they're putting out. Oh, Han Solo, which is just about to finish with the issue 10, I think, next month. That's been so much fun. Just a proper, like, like the Bad Batch has been the last couple of weeks, just full-on madcap adventure, crazy right. things happening. Really great script, Mark Guggenheim, just great script. It's been really fun. See, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have given you that time to go into topics because now I'm sitting there going, well, I haven't kept up with that one or I haven't kept up with that. And now I'm sitting there going, well, man, now I kind of want to really go read that. <laughs> and my wife's going to say, 
wait a minute. Now you're going, you're getting back into comics again. I'm going, uh, yeah, maybe. So see, Mark, there you go. You, you sorry. just, no, I'm that's sorry. all right. I'll, you know what? I'll make somebody in the crew of rule of the galaxy, get into it and buy them. And then I'll borrow one from them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking all that savings you've got for your next trip to Italy. I've just spent uh, it for you on comics. You, you know, speaking of Italy, when I was there, I did my very best to find comic shops and toy shops and things just to see, just to see if I could find much related to Star Wars. And, you know, they're really um, in Rome and in Florence. There really was not much yeah. out there. Um, comics. I saw some comics. Yeah. Um, Legos was the big thing. Legos, Legos everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Legos were everywhere. Speaking of Legos, um, man, that Commander Cody and Captain Rex Lego helmet. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Lego person. Now, some of the guys in our crew do Legos daily, and they bring them on the show and show us and everything. But I tell you what, just like you kind of sparking my interest on some of those comic lines, that that Captain Rex and Commander Cody Lego helmet, I, I kind of <laughs> need to see them on those shelves behind me. Those are gorgeous. Those look great. Lego nails it. When they get it right, there's a Boosh helmet just come out. Oh, yes. Yeah, which I hadn't heard about and just saw it flicking through socials today. I was like, wow, that's nice. I'm kind of, I don't really make, I've got bits of Lego, yeah, but I've got nowhere to display it. And I think if you can't display it, then there's no point really going too deep into it. But right. I do have a sort of a cabinet with, with Lego in it, mostly smaller stuff. Um, and I'd love to, I'd love, I mean, I'd love to, have, I mean, really couldn't afford it, but I would have loved to have got the Falcon and built that and displayed that i mean that's that's a centerpiece of a collection isn't it that 100 percent. but yeah the um the helmets are really quite and they're not massive they're not huge no. are they they're a good size but yeah the bush one look phenomenal yeah you, you could really set up a nice bookshelf or display with with all mm -hmm. the ones they've come out with recently so yeah it's it's just again talk about entry points some people yeah. hey lego is their star yeah. wars entry point right and and that's great it's doing its job so um well i'll tell you what we've been going for about an hour um you you were always just such a great person to come on with whenever i call you hey i'll jump right on i really appreciate that because you're busy and, and you're right in the middle of all the things star wars that that just uh tickle our fancy here and and i again i cannot wait to hear all the good feedback and all the things you do at the uh, celebration you can count on me and the guys listening to all your episodes with the recaps of of everything that's going on there again, what, what is the best way for people, whether it's on social, whether it's your podcast with whatever best way for people who listen to rule the galaxy to check out things with you and with Fanta tracks. Uh, all of our socials. We're, well, well, first things first, thank you for that. It's very kind of you to say all of that really is. Uh, you can find us on all the socials at Fanta tracks. So that's the, that's the key thing. Um, mm -hmm. And and visit fantatracks.com. I mean, we, we really are sort of a 24 seven site. Um, there's always stuff going on every day. I don't think, I don't think I, personally have missed wow we've been going five years now and i think if i've missed for various reasons 10 days that's probably as much as i've missed wow um, posting but other people have posted instead so i don't think there's a single day in the last five years where something hasn't gone on fanta track so that's just a point of weird personal pride <laughs> on my behalf that's my my, my sad addiction for you <laughs> um but yeah if you want to find me on twitter and on instagram prefect underscore timing is me so prefect is in ford prefect yep. from hitchhiker's guide to galaxy underscore timing uh twitter is just the weirdest place at the moment um i don't know what's going on with the algorithm it's all what are your favorite this what are your top 10 that's but anyway i'm there to talk if you want to talk to me about anything <laughs> so and, uh, and and as always thanks for having me on i do i do enjoy our chats no no it's it's wonderful and you know again we talk about every time the very first time we can meet up at a celebration or, yes. or any kind of convention, I cannot wait to buy you a drink and sit down and actually not worry about like what other people might think of what we're saying. Just sit there and relax and be, be <laughs> Star Wars pals and talk because you're somebody who I've listened to, paid attention to for a decade plus. And to sit here and be doing this show and in 190 episodes, I think you've been on five or six times. And so you've always been gracious to me for a guy who's just doing this out of little old indiana so thank you and and i looking forward to it you've become a real good pal and and it's always great to catch up with you as well so um thanks again Pre i appreciate it no i appreciate it celebrate the love that's what it's all about <laughs> that's right that's right well fans again 
follow Mark at Fanthatracks. Uh, get everything, you know, Fanthatracks.com or just at Fanthatracks all over social media. What they do is great. And honestly, if you're not getting your news from there, where are you getting your news from? Because they've got all the insight, everything you need. Um, and the podcast is great. So you should go check that out. For our fans, always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, on Instagram. We need to put more on Instagram, I guess. Um, if, you, if you want to buy some Rule the Galaxy stuff, go to Etsy.com. Just type in Rule the Galaxy, all one word, no spaces. Buy some gear there. If you want to give us some comments or feedback, rule the galaxy, sw at gmail.com. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to all of our followers. Thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate it. And until next week, may the force be with you.